Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number three. I'm Jim Galante in with T. Frank Carr. It's time to ask T. Frank. So, there you go. T. Frank's reign as the offensive coordinator has ended after half an hour. <laughs> but it was, a good, it was a good 30 minutes. I think it was a productive 30 minutes. I think the team will be better for it. But T. Frank apparently has just realized his future is with the Keystone kickoff show as opposed to offensive coordinator. Welcome back, T. Frank. Uh, does this does this mean we we've renegotiated my contract? Did you did you have <laughs> yeah. to pay for the for my free agency just then? Because you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm taking a pay cut to be gonna... here from fake offensive coordinator to actual <laughs> analyst. I don't know what the pay structure is, but it's got to be somewhere. <laughs> we do offer name, image, and likeness opportunities for you, T. Frank. So. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> that will be the key to advancing your income. All right. You know the routine. Here it is. Download our app. There's an Ask T. Frank button, or you could email me at info at ksnsports.net. It's the off season. It's a good time to get your questions in. At the end of the segment, we'll name the winner of uh, the best question, and what you will get is the absolutely fantastic book called Why Penn State. It's by Greg Woodman. It's available at whypennstate.com. It's also available at Amazon. And hey, we got Father's Day coming up in a week and a half. You got a Penn State fan in your family? What better Father's Day gift? That's whypennstate.com. You can see it there. Make sure you tell them you heard about them on KSN. All right, you ready to answer some questions, T. Frank? Yes, sir. Let's start with uh, Robert in Fairfax, I assume Fairfax, Virginia. Robert says, did you scout Damian Robinson when Penn State was recruiting him? What is his ceiling, and do you think he could contribute right away? Uh, so the answer is no, I did not scout him when uh, Penn State was cr- recruiting him the first time around for a couple of factors. And, and the, the major one is back then I was really only doing players that committed to Penn State. So kind of like a post fact, letting them do all of the recruiting and then I'll give my assessment of the players at that point. So I've kind of broadened my horizons a little bit since then of all the prospects and all the players they're interested in. But um, with Damian Robinson, I did scout him when he committed to Penn, when he was visiting Penn State and, and committing because there wasn't a lot at Maryland to see about what he'll be as a defensive end. So I went back to some of his highlight tape. And yes, I think he can contribute immediately. And I think the ceiling is this on par with Deny Dennis Sutton. And I think he might even have some physical attributes that Deny does not. And that's not to, it always feels bad saying that because like Deny is unbelievably talented. But there's a certain bend and there's a certain next level of explosiveness that Damian Robinson seems to possess. Now, he does not have the physical strength or violence of Deny, but, you know, it's kind of two sides of the same thing. And when I'm building my pass rushers, I like that flexibility because I think you can add the strength 
and the leverage created creates a, a version of that power you can get from just pure raw strength. Now, you can get the same thing out of both, and that's why I'm very high on the future of Penn State at this position, but I don't know that it... I just don't know that it'll hit this year. I'm not saying I don't know as a way to say it won't. I'm saying I don't know if one or both of those guys can return that investment immediately. And I think that's the biggest concern for this team in 2022 is they have a lot of talent up front now in at that position. But is Adisa Isaac healthy enough? Is he the guy? Is he actually the guy that has been flashing over the last couple of years? Or is he just always going to be a guy that flashes and can't deliver on a consistent basis? Because somebody has to, and one of those guys has to, but will enough of them hit consistently each game to provide the pass rush you need? That's my biggest question. But I think that they all have the talent to do it. It's interesting, though, and exciting that you put Robinson in at least the same conversation as Dennis Sutton. Yeah. You know, again, not saying he's... You're saying he's as good or anything like that, but just being in the same conversation, I think, is exciting. All right, uh, let's see. Bill in Reading says, was Rodney Gallagher the first real example of Penn State losing out on a recruit due to name, image, and likeness? Yes. Yes, I, I believe that. Um, now, I, I talked to Rodney on my show, I think, in February. And um, he was a really smart kid. He was very high on Penn State at the time. My colleagues all thought Penn State was the favorite. And I asked him about NIL at the end of the conversation, and his eyes lit up. And he said, yes, NIL is going to be a big thing for me. I thought it was going to be Notre Dame, you know, when it came to who he would ultimately choose and what situation would be best. But I don't know that, uh, that Notre Dame is in a much better position than Penn State. They're announcing their NIL stuff a little bit later than Penn State is. Now, it all matters about what happens next, how quickly you build up that fund with your collective. But when it comes to Rodney Gallagher, you know, I don't have the specific details, but I do I do believe that if we ever hear about it, NIL was a huge factor, and West Virginia put all the chips in the middle of the table when it came to Rodney because he's one of their biggest recruits, maybe in the history of their program, or at least, you know, in this cycle for sure. And I think it's a loss for Penn State because he was an attainable player, high on their board, in-state, a guy they should have gotten, but because NIL got involved, that was not something they were able to land. So, I, you know, I, I, yes, I would say that that is a, a loss, and it is NIL-related. And that's not to take anything away from, from West Virginia, by the way. Like, this is not a dirty conversation anymore. This is legal. They had the better pitch. They had the better opportunity because of that. Not that saying he only went there for money. More importantly... I, I don't think you could uh, put down West Virginia for doing this and investing their money where they did. Yeah. I think also, you know, we've heard from some of our listeners. I've heard from, you know, other pundits and so on this. You know, it's the ruination of the game. No, it's not. Don't yeah. hold it against Rodney Gallagher either. You know, if uh, somebody else offers T. Frank lots of money to go talk as an— analyst for the Ohio State Buckeyes, you can't be upset with him for taking care of his family. Yeah. So we would all do the same thing. So please don't take it out on the player. Um, let's go, Okay, let's stay related to name, image, and likeness. This comes from Sam in Johnstown who says, 
it's obvious name image likeness will have a great deal of effect on recruiting. How much effect, though, do you think it will have on players transferring? You know the story, yeah. too, Frank. We saw the receiver from Pitt ending up at USC. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Day said, gee, our players are just one phone call away from, yeah. you know, yep. going somewhere else. How big of an effect do you think that's going to be on the game? Uh, well, it depends on how successful it is. So if UFC, if UFC, yeah, if USC can take all of this portal activity, take half of Oklahoma, take select players from other schools with NIL deals, and they can win, then teams with deep pockets are going to replicate that. And I, I think that is going to be a part of... It's already something that's happening with, with uh, lower-level programs and uh, higher-level programs. Like, we don't care about Buffalo or Akron losing players to higher programs. In fact, those players and those schools probably see that as a positive. Say, hey, if we target you, we believe we can develop you into a player and you might get an opportunity at the next level. It's just the insult of being pit and thinking you're the next level when there's a level above you. And that's the threat of, are you going to be the level above or are you going to be a feeder program? And that is the jungle you're in now. So Penn State wants to be a level above and not a feeder program. So they need to have a collective and an NIL that can, be, that can compete with everybody so that um, they don't lose players, starters, high-quality players to the portal. Now, when it comes to... Uh, this, is my, this is where I'll change and I'll say something different and say no. Is that... If you are a, let's use Hunter Norzad as a, a grad transfer, an older player, Mitchell Tinsley, you have a limited number of years left to prove you're an NFL player. You, I don't believe you'll ever get as much money in college as you will in the NFL. The TV deal, the love, the hyper intensity, the um, business model is just so they're always going to have more money. It's the professionals. So if you're trying to get to the league, and you're focusing on college NIL and you've got a year left, you're making a mistake. Go to the place that has the best coach to get you to the next level. And Penn State has a reputation at defense event of doing that with not just the guys they put in the league, but also with Arnold Ebikidi. Now they got Damian Robinson, a five-star talent. Now they have to develop that at other positions. And Hunter Norzad is a big part of that of saying, we'll get you, the offensive lineman with the skill, at a lower level, we'll get you to the league. And that's how you get veteran players to come in the transfer portal, regardless of the NIL money, and get to the league to get the real money. The money, though, is starting to get to the point where if you're not necessarily going to be a big-time NFL player... If there's enough money at college, if someone is ready to put out a million dollars for a player, boy, that's very tempting. But <laughs> and, how many how many know. players this is the, the I agree with you. How many players think to themselves, Yeah, I'm not NFL money? That's how they got to college is saying, Yeah, I'm the best. So it would take a very self aware player to say, you know what, maybe this is as far as I go, so I'm gonna cash in now. Uh, I think some guys will take the money and also then think they'll get to the NFL, and then maybe they never will. But I, I just I don't see that in the DNA of most players to say, you know what, college, I'm going to spend six years here and I'm going to get as much money as possible instead of thinking to myself three and then the NFL where I'm going to get the real money. Like it's just not in it's not in the system of the belief system. 
Let's see if we can sneak one more in. Jason from Erie says, how do you see the tight end rotation playing out this season? So I would say the one area, and I wrote about this earlier this year, is the the one position I'd say is that Bretton Strange could lose some snaps to uh, Tyler Warren because I think he is a, a manimal. I, he's, he's so strong. He's big. He's physical. I think he can catch. And if he blocks as well as Brenton Strange, they kind of play a similar position of that H-back. So Theo Johnson seems like his position's pretty secure, even though Warren could play that position as well. But if there's one player that could lose snaps if he's not effective as, as a receiver, I'm looking at Brenton Strange. Uh, it's time to make the move for one of those guys. I'm a big Tyler Warren guy. I agree. All right, T. Frank, we need a winner. Uh, I think Bill and Redding asked a good question about NIL. Very good, Bill. We'll be getting in touch with you. That is it for quarter number three. And Ash T. Frank, remember, send in your questions and stick around. We're going to be talking recruiting in quarter number four. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 